Hug a twin today. Listen to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. It's time for Twin Talk with Jose and Angel, identical twins who swam the placental waters together and have navigated life as identical individuals. At childhood, the brothers shared clothes, a room, and birthdays, thus fortifying their bond. Nevertheless, their differences became apparent. While Jose and Angel love country, family, and rock and roll, they rarely see eye to eye. The only constant is their unique alliance and rivalry. They may have shared the room, but they don't share opinions. And welcome to another edition of Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. And we are broadcasting live from Theo Luis's Garage on TwinTalkCast.com. And uh, we're also doing it on the largest internet radio network in the world. That's Live365.com. There's a whole bunch of radio stations there, but you have to just go there and search Twin TwinTalkCast Radio so you can hear us. And we are so excited that you're with us here today. We uh, we have a great show tonight. Tonight on Twin Talk with Jose and Angel, a friend of the show. He was here before. He's not related to us, but his name is David Hernandez. He is the um, um, uh, the author of, let me read the way he put it for me. He said, is the author and lead proponent proponent of the California Preservation of Religious Freedom Act. And we are going to talk about religious freedom. Our First Amendment, do we need it? Is it important? Well, we'll talk about it with him tonight. He also is happen- He also happens to be running for um, L.A. City Council, but that's not the main reason he's here. But we do have questions regarding that as well. Angel, that's why I don't want you to bring beer in the house. Get, there's a, there's a, it, see that roll of paper It tells. could have been water, too. I could have been water too. Just, it but, just but water to be doesn't smell. Time. Water doesn't smell hoppy and stuff. It doesn't smell all crazy like that. Hey, uh, <clears throat> so we're having uh, David Hernandez. You know, but we're all related in God's in God's eyes. You know, we're all brothers and sisters, eh? And if we have the right to practice that religion, we can just say we're brothers and sisters. All of us. It doesn't matter what color you are. Well, and in that sense, on that vein, then people should tolerate because I know I have an issue with the fact that people, especially on the left, want to ram things down our throats, and and then they forget the fact that you know tolerance works two ways. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't get that. I don't get it on the left. What if they were on your right or on top of you or below you? Uh, but anyhow, that's cool. Also, last week, actually, we took a, a week off last week. Uh, uh, my brother was out on assignment, uh, and uh, we couldn't do anything. on. Uh, th- we couldn't meet you guys last week. Hopefully, you caught one of our podcasts. We have some a lot of great podcasts on our website. Just go to TwinTalkCast.com. But the previous show, uh, we had uh, uh, the director uh, and uh, two playwrights of the play Toy Purina, a uh, play that just, uh, uh, just did its run, just completed its run, and wow. What an awesome, awesome uh, play it was. It's a play of a Native American uh, young lady who led a rebellion against the San Gabriel Mission here in 19, uh, 1785. And, it, and it's a lot like um, a the Europeans, um, like what they had in Europe, a Joan of Arc situation, but here. 
and it's a very inspirational story. Oh, what a great, what a great interview it is! And and I totally, and I'm sure you did. You totally enjoyed having the uh, playwrights, uh, um, Andrew Lovio um, and Matthew. I forget their names, but they are actually Native Americans from the same tribe. The great thing too is they shared about the story, something that we did not know about San Gabriel, um, San Gabrielino Indians, Tang- Tangva Indians, but also they performed some. Very like sacred music, I guess is the word to use. Which was actually done Here. on the play. I, I, oh, what an awesome play that was. It was uh, very impactful. It was sad. I mean, it's, uh, but it was a beautiful play and a great interview with the director, Jonathan Salisbury, and the uh, playwrights from the uh, Tangva. Uh, well, go to Twin- Pride. If you uh, want to hear the inter- <laughs> Did I say Pride? <laughs> if you want to hear that interview, go to TwinTalkCast.com. And check it out. Also on there, um, uh, there's other pre- click previous podcasts, and you'll see a whole bunch of other stuff. Jackie, just log on to the other one, the Verizon, and talk about Jackie. <laughs> also with us tonight um, on Theo Luis's Garage, as we do every Tuesday night, uh, straight out of Telemundo and NBC. Jackie Casas will be having with us tonight, like she does every week, the news and dirty laundry. What do you have lined up for us, Jackie? Hey guys, tonight on News in Dirty Laundry, Ebola might be facing its first legal issue as it might possibly be a lawsuit out of New <laughs> Jersey with Sue a that. nurse that was quarantined and she's not too happy about it. It's an illegal alien. Uh, the, the, the Ebola is an illegal alien. <laughs> and of course, Ebola just doesn't go away. It's caused quite some controversy with uh, this uh, upcoming holiday, Halloween. And people are kind of uh, not so happy about these costumes and decorations that have come out from Ebola. Also, tonight, I have a really sad story about a post-breakup drama. Uh, It's really sad, but it became such an interesting, sad story that everyone loved it worldwide. And I'm going to share it with you tonight on News and Dirty Laundry. Stay tuned. Jackie's back in the house. We love it when she's here. News and Dirty Laundry with the one and only Jackie Gosses. And I got to tell you, Jackie, you are the best. We miss you. We miss you. You are (laughs) really good at this. One day you might. You're a very intelligent woman, but for some reason we've pulled the wool over your head (laughs) because one day you're going to catch up and realize I'm too good for these guys. I'm serious. You're Never. I love Theo Luis's garage. Now, Charlie Jose, he, she might be too good for you, eh? But she's she's still within my league. Eh? <laughs> or, I can still hang or, with you, Angel. Yes, you still can. Oh, thank you. <laughs> anyway, stay tuned for that. Also, we want to give you all an opportunity to give us a call here at Theo Luis's garage throughout the show. Give us a call at six two six. 275 626-275-8946 Angel, when you get a chance, post that on our uh, Facebook 626-275-8946 Or go to our Facebook wall on Twin Talk Show and chat us up there okay. Friend us It's hard for me and to multitask here okay? Well, that's what I'm doing So I'm going to try to Here, let me do there. it Here, let me do it You do it. Okay, so multitask 626 <laughs> Two seven five to win eight nine four six. And did you tell them about our social networks as well? Yeah, I started to. I didn't talk about Twin Talk Show on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Friend us, follow us. I didn't Watch ask us. you to tell them. I just asked you if you asked if you told them already. Well, I just wanted to make sure. Monopolizer, dude. and you know it's a trip. Huh? Monopoly is <laughs> such an illegal game, but it's it's. I mean, it's illegal. You Wait, think about illegal. It? Well, you think about what the Monopoly game. That's what the what uh, capitalism is doing all over the world. It's just monopolizing everything, right? And it's totally illegal. 
uh, it's totally illegal. That's why they do the brain. That's a, it was a brainwashing thing created by the banks. Oh my god! It was. Think about it. You <laughs> have to think about it. When you pass go, when you what, what happens when you go to jail? You can bail yourself out, right? Okay. You get a get out of jail free card, right? Right. And who created? There's banks at every corner here in in the board, right? Uh, Is there money? It's there's, all about there's, money. There's no banks. Well, so the bank, bank. it's two banks. The, who gives you the money? There's the one person's the bank. There you go. You're right. There you go. And they monopolize the whole thing and they and they give you a little piece of the pie. And what what happens? You get you the the corporations get bailouts by the Oh by my the, god. The up, but you know what? It also gives you the opportunity to purchase real estate and build on the real estate, Angel, and 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 charge rent. I know that's the and be- develop. That, that's that's like the American dream. That's that's, that's the beauty. That's what I'm telling you, Jose. Listen, listen. You, you got to listen to this. It's I mean, you're, it's you're it's bought into it. And we all did. I I don't, don't don't feel bad. We all did. What do we do? We always want to buy everything and charge rent. Of course for we do. Of course. And then if that's they how get we make a, a living. And then you buy their properties cuz they have to borrow money because they run out of money, and we become these like uh, slum lords. <laughs> and then, and then if we go to jail, we have enough money to get out. That's that's what it, you know. There's the beauty. You could buy property, but yeah, but that's it's still that, illegal. Isn't that the American dream. I mean, that's not. It's a, not illegal. Not that is illegal, but but my, my, uh, monopolizing is illegal. Well, and it, what they've done with this game is they they threw it so in our such a long time ago into our culture, and and taught us how. The with whatever the law of the land doesn't apply. It's all a game, and it doesn't matter it's if a it's game, legal. Angel. I know it doesn't matter if it's legal or not. They're gonna screw you. What happens to all these big company bailouts? Okay, okay. In, no. in real and the mo- okay. monopolization of the press. Okay, first of all, and, okay, and, and all that kind of stuff. Okay, now let me respond here. Monopoly, you might not know, is a game that was created during the depression. Okay, and it's a game as and it was made satirically in other words because so many people were broke dying broke i mean the worst ever okay in america the highest unemployment and people in total bankruptcy this game was created during that time in order to give people a reason to escape escapism and the way they did it is by giving Perfect. everyone is by giving everyone in this game the ability to monopolize—it's a satire. It's, it's also—it's a, a parody, but it's also a bliss. Okay, the these kind of things—they—they uh, they appeal to a person's bliss. Uh, like any and, game, why not? Right, we should and, be able to and, have some. Games. And so, and, and what a great time they did it! What like at the Great Depression when when the last time we had the the you know the only other time that we had something was what two thousand eight probably not as bad as what happened in the nineteen thirties or whatever right when right. this happened when they created this game yes but there's a lot of parallels that that you know like the 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 uh, taking away of the power of the unions uh, the banks started to do uh, started to move suspiciously you know and then they create this game because they're going to do it again down the line just another generation or two because it's a cycle that they do and it's it's time that you know you know how many more cycles are these so we're going to have till we decide hey capitalism you know maybe and all that okay the history of monopoly can be traced back to 1903 when an american woman named elizabeth lizzie phillips created a game 
through which she <laughs> hoped to be able to explain the single tax theory of Henry George. By 33, the board game called Monopoly had been created, to which formed the basis of the game sold by Parker Brothers. Yada, yada, yada. It's a game, Angel. It's not a conspiracy. Anyways, let's move on. It totally let, is. Let everyone give us a call at 626-275. Do it. 626-275-8946. Hi, hi, Lourdes. She's saying hi to the twins. Hi, hi back to you. Hi, baby. And also, if, if you call in, tell us, were you the car, were you the stove, or the little puppy on the Monopoly game? I like the shoe. I like the shoe. In Monopoly, I like the shoe. I, it, I don't know why I like the shoe. The little car is cool. The little uh, soapbox car is pretty cool. But anyways, uh, stay tuned tonight again as well as along with our guest David Hernandez and News and Dirty Laundry like we talked about. I will be um, ranting on my um, Patriot Pass and again, remind you that is a segment in the show which originated during the last general campaign or elections when Angel and I would argue over whether or not I should have any opportunity to express my political views. <laughs> so I, will, I have a patriot Never. pass. Off I, with your head. I have a patriot pass. <laughs> Anyways, we're glad to have you guys back. We took last week off. We had um, some issues going on with family and all kinds of stuff, and we're glad you're back with us. So uh, stay tuned for all that stuff. Right, brother? Yeah, it smells good in here. It smells like I spilled beer. You spilled beer, Angel. I hate that. <laughs> And on that note, it's time for your shout-outs because we love you. That's why we give you shout-outs. We want you to know that we want you to be there. Eh? So uh, here's your shout-outs. Eh? I want to first of all, I want to give a shout-out to shout-out. A shout-out to Fernando and Vanessa Corona. Carnesada Holmes. I'm all for it, eh? Just let me know. Also, I want to give a shout-out to Rosie Hernandez. Hola, como estás? Long time no see. <clears throat> Hola. Also, I want to give a shout out to uh, Ava, Joe, Alondra, and Lily. Yes, it, we don't need any more McDonald's. We really don't. It's a good thing. And as for jobs, well, they're paying low-paying jobs anyway. So, do we really want them around, Lily? Um, anyways, uh, also want to give a shout out to also some cool, uh, some cool people. Um, Michael Free Buju. Thank you for the retweets, bro. Thank you for retweeting and telling your people that uh, we had uh, Daniel Bambata Marley here previously. And uh, we just love all, all the promos from you guys. Also, She Black Afri Martyr. Uh, uh, great to be in touch with you on Facebook. Also, a shout out to Bambata Marley and your Auntie Kersha. It was great to see the show this weekend. What a good vibe. Good to see you, Kersha. And uh, start another another show uh, there, Bambata. Also, Berta Delphine, hey, thanks for listening, hey, and tell your friends, tell them that uh, we give you shout-outs, and uh, we act silly on this, and we'd like to enlighten you as well on Twin Talk with Jose and Angel Radio. So, also, Lourdes and baby, I love you, baby. Give my baby <laughs> a hug right now. If I know it's in your tummy right now, just rub it. And uh, also, Feliciano Leon, hey, you're another one of our listeners that uh, you, you, you tell your people, keep telling them, hey, come to the garage sometime. You got any shout outs? I, yeah, I'd like to give a shout out to. Um, I forgot who I was going to give a shout out to. <laughs> I just had it in the tip of my tongue. <laughs> anyway, I also want to give a shout out to our cousin Ava. Happy birthday, Ava. Ava. Love you, baby. Also, I, I had a shout out I really wanted to say to someone. Mari and Carlos, what an awesome baby shower we went that to. Goes to show those, what tequila, those tequilas were flying, dude. Uh, also, uh, shout out oh, to. 
shout out to Dennis Lottie and his wife, or fiance, and I'm sorry, wife Meaty, who once again has gifted us some more tickets to the Kiss concert tomorrow. So we go to the Kiss concert tomorrow. Yeah, night. shout out to you guys. Hey, the twins get swag. Man. Nice, man. If if any of you want to give us any tickets, just email us at twintalkshow at gmail dot com, and uh, we'll give you the details. Anyways, your shout outs were brought to you by. Aladis Junior Mediterranean Cuisine and Concert Venue. They are in the city of Pomona in the downtown district on 2nd Street. It's a really cool spot because it's kind of an artsy spot. Uh, it's having a bit of renaissance. Anyways, that's Aladdin's Junior the Second Mediterranean Cuisine and Concert Venue. Yeah. They have music on the weekends, a great tasting beer, and awesome Mediterranean food. Also, well, that's it. That's your shout-out. You want to give another shout-out? No, that's it. Uh, stay tuned. When we come back, more, we're going to have the news and dirty laundry. Also, don't forget, David Hernandez, author of and lead proponent of the California Preservation of Religious Freedom Act. Do we need that still? Do we need freedom of religion? Uh, it's a secular world. I, we thought, live it, in. I thought it was already automatic. Eh? I, according to the ACLU, it's not. It's not? Anyways, we'll be right back. Shoo! Welcome back to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. I, I hate when you drink in here, dude. You, you got this 40-ouncer. It's so ghetto, It's dude. not 40. It's a twi- It's a, actually 24-ouncer. It's like a gallon-ouncer, dude. It's not normally what I don't... I don't normally drink. And then it's Miller High this. Life, dude. I, what happened like to I Mr. said, I was on a rush over here, and I had to eat something, and... And I was going to drink water, but it, for some reason it just called my name, eh? Yeah. It said, it yo. Was, it it was, said, yo, 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 flavor. <laughs> No, That's pretty ghetto, dude. It was saying, the, and, and you know what it said to me? The dude abides. 
First of all, I got to apologize to our guest, David, who's here right now, sitting in front of you where you spilled the beer, and it smells now like a freaking bar. I'm sorry. You know, we, I'm, I'm sorry it about could have been water. I always drink water. David, I'm sorry about that. Very classy can. I mean, we have to the, the high life. Right. You're right. It's a, it's a classic can. It is. Uh, that's David Hernandez. He's going to be with us later on talking about the whole religious freedom. Do we need it? Is it antiquated? We'll talk about it. Um, uh, also, welcome back to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. If you want to listen to our previous podcast, go to TwinTalkCast.com. Click previous podcasts. Last week was a cool show. We had we had the playwrights for the uh, uh, stage show uh, Toy Perina, which uh, just did its run at the San Gabriel uh, Playhouse, Mission Playhouse. And uh, the, the, the director... Uh, Jonathan Salisbury, who's also a who was an established director in London, and now is doing his thing here. And the playwrights who are two. We just talked to the Native people Americans. who make yeah, and they performed some Native American music. We had school. a call in too. We had a call in from Dana Rocks from Dana Rocks and Ill Will. Mm-hmm. Uh, he talked about his show he, he was going to do, and he introduced one of his songs. But check it out. Go to TwinTalkCast.com for that. Um, in the meantime. I forgot to play this. We got to do business. Sorry. Just a quick second. Hold on. Here we go. Here we go. Hold on. Hey, everyone. This is Melissa Martinez, your loca host of Maz TV. Just wanted to check in with y'all and let you know to catch our show every Saturday at 8.30 a.m. on Channel 20, DirecTV, Dish, and AT&T Uverse. Tune in. Okay. We're official. <laughs> Had to play it. <laughs> How was your week, brother? It was good, man. Uh, you know, I have to admit that uh, I do kind of, I do kind of miss it when we're here. Uh, but it was kind of good, you know, because a little bit of a of a of a day off. It's a, it's a long drive, man. It's a long drive, but it was kind of cool. I keep going in circles, huh? Well, welcome back. But uh, I had a good week. Uh, my, um, <clears throat> we uh, what? Are you telling me to hurry up? Yeah, or just wrap to go it up. ahead. I just want to get to a little something. That's all. Just okay, say go ahead. How was your weekend? I was good. Done. Bye. <laughs> all right. So. Um, I don't get you, Jose. You're like a woman. Like every time you ask me how my weekend, what you really want me to do is ask you what your weekend is. And if I answer you by telling me what my weekend is, you get all mad because I don't tell ask you what how your weekend was. And today I asked you what your weekend was, and you okay ended done it done. <laughs> there it is, ladies and gentlemen. When you hear that guttural beat, the one that grabs you from the loins and says, "It's time to listen." That means it's time for multimedia journalists from Telemundo and NBC, the girl with the pink headphones, the girl with the skinny on all the news, the dirty laundry, the politics, the sports, and all the chismes, the one and only Jackie Casas. Woo! Hi, guys. Welcome back, Jackie. Thank you. I'm glad to be back. I missed you guys. Yes, we missed you too. You're such a jet setter. You're always gone on vacation. We pay you too much. <laughs> I was. It was totally a, like a scheduling whoopsies. I didn't take any vacation all year long, and I kind of sort a of accidentally. You just came from Thailand. You just well, came from Thailand. No, I backed, well, well, I, was that a business I trip? Booked, I booked my vacation sort of back to back, and I kind of ate up all of my vacation weeks within the two months. Which I kind of felt like I was gone for. Are two you months. a traficante? You know, like on the download. No. 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 Or you're, or you're, you're worse than that. You're a CIA. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know which one I'd rather be, but uh, no, not a uh, traficante. 
Um, so yeah, so I've kind of been gone for a while. But wait you a know, minute, that makes sense. It just dawned on me. She goes to Thailand, gets the Buddha tie, <laughs> goes back to U.S. and then back to Mexico. You're a middle person. <laughs> Notice I didn't say middleman, right? A Political negotiator. A negotiator is what I'd like to like to rather be called. Well. So, of course, on my travels, I always have to get you guys something. Aww. And uh, I know I got you guys something a couple weeks you ago. You sure did. I, I never you. go on vacation. She comes back from a, a bamboo cup from the jungles of Thailand. <laughs> and I never go on vacation. Next time I go, I go to the mountain and pick you a flower. Bring you know what I did this weekend on a trip? I took my kids on the subway from North Hollywood to Elvera Street. That oh, was my big awesome. trip. It was fun, that's but that was awesome. my trip, you know? <laughs> that is pretty awesome. So this was not as physically exerting as the last gifts that I gave you guys. You didn't guys. have to hike, I, hike I, through the jungle? I didn't have to hike through the jungle. This was actually a really sweet story. So, you know, I always get you guys particular gifts <laughs> wherever I go. And you know that oh, you guys nice always get a mug. Uh-huh. Yes. So I got this from Quiroga, Michoacan. Oh. And I bought these from this like elderly couple who were like 80, 82, it's somewhere around there, super elderly. Wow. And Very they were nice. such a sweet couple and they were just selling on the streets and they they wow. could barely understand mug. me cuz their hearing wasn't good. So I bought these mugs for you guys from oh, that's that a beautiful mug. nice elderly couple. Oh, so they couldn't oh, hear. Oh, the mug too. I couldn't even get their names because they couldn't understand me. So and, at some point, I was just like. And their hearing was off. So you said. Their hearing was off. This is, uh, this is 500 pesos, but it was really like 50 pesos. I know, right? It was like it was like $5 really. Wow, um, very nice. But they were they were really super sweet. And it was just this little couple. And they were just selling mugs on the street. Are you putting and, together a resume for the Home Shopping Network or something? <laughs> <laughs> secretly, secretly. So I got you guys your mug. Thank you, sweetie. Thank you. And then, of course, I always have to give you your corresponding uh, gifts. Corresponding. Um, Jose it. got his bookmarker. Awesome. I have a collection of bookmarkers from all over the world. It looks you. like a thumb depressor. <laughs> <laughs> Made out of wood over there. And then I realized afterwards it was a fish that was pink. I didn't realize it when I picked Where it. Where did you get that, that I, one at? That one I got in Guanajuato. Uh, first, um, and it says the Festival Cervantino, which was going on while I was there. It's, it's this huge it. musical event. And then I realized, like, oh, I picked it because I like it because it's pink. <laughs> I'll accept it because I'm so, I'm very secure in my manhood. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope you would accept it. And then, of course, Angel got his bottle opener. Awesome. <laughs> and it's a magnet. So you won't lose it. You just slam could, it on your refrigerator. On my refrigerator. Yeah, awesome. there you go. You so, know what? This could also oh, be the... Oh, dude, it's got a, it's got a that hieroglyphic was on from, it. That was from Teotihuacan. Okay. Um, where the Aztec pyramids are at. You this went to the, 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 the... I went to the pyramids. Did you... Oh. I climbed that little motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> I was dying, I'm but gonna, I that's did a, it. That's on my bucket list. I've been to a few places, but I haven't been there. Okay, it, this tongue depressor could be my Ebola stick. There you go. <laughs> Open up Multi-purposeful and say, oh. gifts, guys. I love it. Thank you that's very much. That's what I always you, want Jackie. for you guys when I go and travel. Uh-huh, so there you. you go, guys. Enjoy. Next time, I'm going to get you a pass <laughs> to the Metro subway because I should bring you something. I <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, guys. So traveling Thanks, you. is done, guys. <laughs> done for the year, which I'm kind of uh, sad and excited about to actually be home. So let's get Wait started with... 2016. Uh, 
Let's start uh, with the news tonight. Okay. <laughs> uh, New Jersey's mandatory quarantine for certain travelers from Ebola-stricken West Africa will likely face its first legal issue this week. This is all after a lawyer uh, that's representing a quarantine nurse said she would file a federal lawsuit within days. This is all from Casey Hickox, which we... Um, saw in the news the last few weeks that uh, was in isolation upon her return from S Africa, which raised serious, quote-unquote, constitutional and civil liberties issues. So is she suing, like, Africa? No. <laughs> no. She's suing the state of New Jersey, which imposed this 21-day mandatory quarantine from anybody coming from that particular area. Oh, she was quarantined for 21 days? Sierra Leone, Liberia... Um, in uh, Guinea, where there's been obviously the Ebola Breakout. epidemic, which Tijuana, killed, Juarez, killed, yeah. <laughs> killed you know, thousands I, of people. I swear to you, the other day I thought I was a, at my, uh, in front of my mom's house, you know, in Ballin Park and BP. I swear to you, I thought Ebola was coming down the street. Angel, it scared the heck out of me. It was a, it was it, like it, like a sound of a bell, dude. It was, I was shocked. I, I had to run inside. When it got closer to me, I realized it was just elotes, elotes. Instead of Ebola. <laughs> okay, let's go back to the news, please. <laughs> Let her talk. So um, the lawsuit will argue that the nurse's constitutional right due to process was violated when she was forced into isolation, even when she didn't show any sort of symptoms of the actual illness in itself. I got to tell you something. I'm going I'm to weigh in on this, but I, I'm also going to weigh in on this during my um, uh, Patriot Pass uh, segment. So I'm not. Gonna, of course you will. So I'm not gonna because you monopolize. So I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna unload here, but I will say this. Please don't, <laughs> All right, Angel. Let me let me finish the sentence. I'm sorry, um, <laughs> this is utterly ridiculous when you're talking about um, a medical worker who should understand, who just came and saw it firsthand as she watched uh, probably many several at least hundred uh, maybe a hundred or so of uh, well, people that she treated. Um, be um, afflicted with this virus because the conditions are bad there. They don't have the you know the the uh, the infrastructure that we have. And she or else, um, or she, else she would have sued them too, and right? She should understand, <laughs> and she should understand that it is a very highly um, contagious virus. So she was a nurse over there. Yes, she was yes. there helping with, them, and then she she sued because they kept it. When How, she what came what back, were the accommodations when she came like? Back, I mean, it's was it like a five-star a resort or was no. it Motel I mean, Six? I mean, it's a quarantine isolation area. So, which <laughs> means you're not making any sort of contact with any of her friends, family members. Like they literally, there was photos that came out where she's like in this little like. She tent probably was a good a, sport about it. Jackie. She was not a good. She sport. was probably a good sport until she, she lost her not, Wi-Fi signal, and then she's like, <laughs> "Fuck it, I'm gonna sue." You know the thing is, <laughs> she was coming back to New Jersey because she's really from like New Hampshire, but she was going to New Jersey because she had plans. Unfortunately, Governor Christie ruined her plans oh. and put her in a 21-day quarantine. I get it. So what did she do? She calls the ACLU, but mind you, the 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 right is saying that it's all a plant that she's part of this whole thing to make. The, the the right look like a bad because there's a campaign coming up. It's no. gonna make him look stupid because he's taking on the nurses. She's mad because she misses she missed. But I like that, baby being born. But I like that <laughs> that Governor Christie says sue me. You know he basically went on TV and said sue me, Biash. <laughs> 
Well, there you go. Governor here's Christie. what I gotta say about now, that. Christie, Merry New York, and, and you know, is that the New York governor? Yes, Governor Christie. And here's what I gotta say about is that, that. A boy or a girl? Chris Christie, Christie is a, a man. Chris Christie. Anyway, That's, who has two names? We all have two, two names. first names. Oh, that's Chris Christie. I don't know. But anyway, here's the deal. Um, we live in a republic, which means that the government, that we're a republic of 50 states, 51 or maybe 52, given your, the argument. But we are a republic <laughs> of states and that, the, and, and that we should have our own um, uh, laws and, and be able to govern our states within the parameters of the federal government. And that the federal government should not be overreaching. If the federal government is not doing its job in protest, protecting those states, and I think there's nine states that have that have adopted this 21-day um, quarantine. New York, Illinois are some of the states that have and, also accepted that. So if they are doing that because they feel the president and the federal government is not doing anything about it, then let them. So I say, Governor Christie, take the stand. Let let her try. Let them try and make a federal case against you. That is a precedent-setting uh, case, and if we win it, it'll help us chip away at the strong arm of the federal government, which needs to protect us from the borders anyway, whether it's the, the uh, Canadian, um, the Mexican, or the Pacific, or the Atlantic borders. they got to protect us, and right now they're not protecting us from Ebola, man. The president is allowing—breaking news, by the way. I don't know if you heard breaking news. There's a memo that came out from the White House that the president wants to start allowing a number of Ebola patients that are not American citizens into the United States. That's going to be in the Why, news tomorrow. Though? Why? You know, I don't know why. Why doesn't he stop the the flights? Why doesn't he quarantine anyone else? Did you know that the, uh, of the 30,000 troops I, that were, or 20,000 troops that were sent to Liberia and West Africa to help, they're going to be quarantined right, when they come back? Right. And a nurse? Uh, and, why a nurse they, and why did they send them? I don't get it. I think I really think it's a conspiracy. They want they want soldiers on the floor and and on, on the ground in Africa. They've been they've been salivating on the, at the mouth to get their feet in Africa, and they haven't been able to. You, since that's a very that, good point. But you know since what? Since that one movie with the uh, Black Hawk Down, dude, they scared the shit out of Somalia. Them. Hey, but let me tell you, dude. <laughs> let me tell you. I think this lady is is. You know what, man? This this a lot of people are so happy. Okay, this lady should be glad that that uh, that that she was let back in, you know, at the risk of having a deadly virus. You know, that's the kind of lady you don't want to you don't want to take on a date, eh? You know, she might have one of those counterfeit. I just got tested, uh, you know, and I'm okay. <laughs> ones that you get on Alvarado and shit. You know, I mean, I don't. I don't think that. I think you must take pedal, notes. Get <laughs> <pedal. laughs> for later. Look right here. So anyway. Um, so that's what I got to say. Very irresponsible of her. And there was a doctor also who came back, uh, Dr. Craig uh, something, who came in, um, who came in and um, uh, also was treating Ebola patients, came, went bowling, took an Uber taxi, and next thing you know, he has Ebola. Very irresponsible. Why do they feel it's okay for them not to be quarantined, but the president says, oh, well, we need to quarantine, we need to quarantine uh, the soldiers when they come back, which... I'd like to know how many soldiers are actually treating these patients. It's not the soldiers, right? It's not the, they're just, they're just there to. Uh, I don't know why they're there because they want the, they want soldiers on the ground. That's here's why. my ultimate, <laughs> and then we got to move on. But here's my ultimate conspiracy theory: uh, the the tobacco industry is behind this because the tobacco industry is the one who's coming up with the the leading uh, vaccine. Uh, but the only way they can sell it. Because no one in Africa is going to buy it. It's too expensive, and it's a poor country. It's a third-world country. The only way to do it is to get um, Ebola into a first-world country and scare people into saying, 
we need to invest money into Africa and help these these people, and that money will go toward developing that vaccine and fast tracking it through the FDA program, which could take like ten years. That's the reason why we had those two doctors come in into Atlanta when they caught it. Instead of keeping them in the best quarantine we have, which is an Atlantic Ocean, that's the best quarantine to have. Why bring them across that, <laughs> right? That's the, and remember the first thing they came out with, they've got this new experimental drug. Oh, my God. They're saved. They saved them. But they're not going to bring it into a third world country because there's no buyers there until there's funding from first world countries. And that's why the president and the administration wants to bring those patients here. So all of a sudden, everyone here is going to say, put money into it, put money into it. And the tobacco industry makes money. That's my conspiracy theory. There you go. Conspiracy theory of the day, or shall we wait? Because we just started the news. We just started news and dirty laundry, so let's stand by for that. Moving on, guys. Let's move on to this YouTube video that caused a lot of controversy last week. It's the, la- the latest ad campaign from t-shirt company Fuck Hate. F-C-K-H-8. It's a brand that enlisted about five girls between the ages of 6 and 13 to spread the word about issues regarding gender, race, and sexuality. One by one, these little girls that were dressed up as princesses uh, addressed pay inequality, gender expectations, and sexual assaults with their colorful language uh the clip which we actually do have and we'll be able to take a listen um said some statistics about the pay gap rape and violence against women and it was kind of cute because it was these little girls that were saying it so let's go ahead and take a listen on what that video had cute ladies and gentlemen if there's children around i don't have a beat button because this is a garage we're janking it so um explicit language and these are little girls Here it is. Pretty. 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 What the fuck? I'm not the pretty fucking helpless princess in distress. I'm pretty fucking powerful and ready for success. So what is more offensive? A little girl saying fuck or the fucking on equal and sexist way? Society treats girls and women. It's our future. So listen up, grown-ups. Here's some words more fucked up than the word fuck. Hey, inequality. Women are paid 23% less than men for the exact same fucking work. Okay, you get the idea. <laughs> now, I watched this video and it blew me away that these little girls are swearing. They're flipping off the camera and they're also using these gestures where they're moving their neck and their hands and everything. And You know what? It's, it, 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 it's, they look cute doing it, though. <laughs> You know what? I saw I, the video. Not only am I angry at the people who uh, who spearheaded this campaign, but the parents that allowed these kids under the guise of like uh, a good cause. You know what I have to say about that? Fuck the cause, to coin a phrase. <laughs> and that's because I'm an adult and I'm 47 years old and we're on the internet. You know what I have to say about that? How... What kind of a lesson are you teaching your children that they need to debase themselves at such a young age in order to to prove a point one of the things that i've tried over and over to show my children and i have four is from the very beginning is that if you use and articulate yourself with the correct language a concise and and precise um uh, lexicon that will help you uh, express yourself you're more it's more powerful than having to do the filler words like uh crazy like and fuck so what a horrible lesson uh, for these people, the leaders of this campaign, 
and the parents for allowing that. That is the decline, the demise of Western civilization, and I'm pissed off about it. Done. I, you know what? I thought I thought I saw the video, and uh, it was uh, it, I thought it was kind of cute. I don't I don't think I'm going to teach my child to be saying the f word so many times, but I um, I the position I think that they were coming from because of the message that they're giving. <clears throat> it's kind of like to yes throw shock you know to kind of shock you and get your attention but you know when you put it in perspective the word the f word really when it really if i if i'm correct i may be wrong it kind of it originates from from agricultural you know like when you when you stick the seed in the soil you you fuck the soil what, wait 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 what what, what is, that's what, where it derives from so it's <laughs> dude, dude, you're way on a tangent. No, I, I'm it's not. It's still on a, a derogatory. No. T- it's still a, it, an expletive. Yeah, it's still offensive. It's a, it's a, no, the point. Let well, me tell the you, the origins me, don't matter. Yes, it does. The whole, it, no, because the point because is, it, they were trying to offend people they were, into paying attention and therefore shocking them. Yeah, and, shocking. And, them, and what but, do you do? You teach these kids this horrible lesson that a great way to express yourself and and move your. Uh, your your point across is to just start swearing. It is a pretty good way to to uh, you know as long as it's you don't not. as long as you don't offense it because when you listen to this they're not telling anybody to fuck off. Yes, they are. No, they're not. Look at the video. They're, they're flipping off the camera. They're, they're, oh, they're, I, I, they're flipping off the uh, no, camera, but totally. they're really not telling anyone no, to fuck you know off. What? Other than mm. other than other than uh, uh, you know rapists, uh, people that are uh, you know that that you know would be considered that to be outside of the law. Uh, with the with the uh, with regards to the treatment of women, so I mean, in that case, yeah, fuck them. I, mean, I don't have no problem with it. Here's the deal. The point is, I wouldn't have my daughter flipping people. It off. is. I'd they, have, to have her act like a lady. And they were. And you know what? And they were obviously acting and reading a script. Yeah, so but the point is, you were that saying they're, that they're not trying. They're not trying to insult or or or, or um, that they're not. Flipping anyone off or whatever was your, your your word, I'm paraphrasing. But they are. They're looking. These children, like six, seven year old girls, are flipping off the camera. They're they're um, dramatizing gestures. They're moving their necks and their hands and all of that in order to express <laughs> that. In other words, a F lot of you. girls do that. No, no, no girls angel, but like that. but angel. If you watch <laughs> the video, they're doing it intentionally, and right. their 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 point is to offend you. That's the whole point. But more importantly, forget the offensive thing because I, you know, the freedom of speech and all that, freedom of expression. I, you know, it's supposed to protect that. My point is, what are we teaching our children, youngsters? It's utterly ridiculous. How to act? I don't think that was the point at all. Like I think coming as a woman's perspective, I think I. I actually listened to what they were talking about, which could be offensive to me as a woman, about one in every five women get raped. That's one of those little girls in that video, which there was five of them, in her lifetime will be raped. I think that's more offensive than an eight-year-old saying fuck and on a video. Their, and that's their point. I think the that's fact the that there's said. this pay gap between a woman who got straight A's in college is going to earn the same as a guy who got C's. So So if you're dumb... I just said it's not about being offended. That's what you just said. The point is is that they're cursing and what are we teaching our children? Yes. This is is exactly what we're teaching our children, that what they're saying Uh is overwhelming. You got the shock value, but I don't know if you really listened to the point of what they were saying. Of course I have. I've already heard all those. No, the point is... The point is that it's still an issue. It's still an issue. The point is, what do you... 
teaching your kids. See, you, you've. Where you, you're teaching your kids that, you know, men and women. We're, no, no, we're, no. Let me get to the point. We're the same, and the, the whole gender equal, inequality, pay uh, gap, get to the point. women's the point, violence. The point is not that. The point is, is not. Is that these those, little girls at their age are knowing that this is a huge issue that's going to happen in their life. But you know what? You don't, again, you go back to teaching the kids how to how do you convey a message not by expressing uh, oneself with derogatory terms you know what you're going to lose some let me tell you something if if you're teaching your kids and that as they grow up that in order in order to to convey a message they have to start swearing and using expletives in society kinda, they're, they're not like, going to go far like it sin- might work it might work for this little ad campaign but i'm not talking about this ad campaign i'm not even talking about being offended Myself, I'm not offended. I of course say, you're not, because you're not. You're a dude. You have a penis. <laughs> my point is, my point is, I'm not offended by I their swearing. I don't think that it, you're teaching your kids a good lesson by saying, "Hey, it's a great way to put put a point across." It's utterly ridiculous. And to go towards the the um, the statistics, a lot of those statistics are are questionable. Let me, let me tell you. Are. You know what I realize? I realize that 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 this. Uh, this video was put together by women, uh, and uh, put and then ex- executed by future women, and it, it it sounds like the kind of talk that they have in the bathroom by themselves amongst women. So it really wasn't meant for you, Jose. Of course, it's meant for it's meant for all of us. It, it, Julia Contreras, but, but, Julia, Julia chimed in. She says, "Yay, Jackie!" Uh, but you know what? Again, no, I was talking. I, don't use Julia Contreras to interrupt me, Jose. I'm just. Yeah. I have to give them I'm opportunity. Telling, I know. I'm telling you, Jose. I'm telling you. It comes from a perspective of a woman, and I and women. They speak unspeakables, man. You'd be surprised, dude. You'd be shocked. So it's probably uh, uh, more. You guys are forgetting the kids. It's probably, no, listen to me. It's probably kids. yeah. It, but that's a male perspective in a man's world. No, it's not. It's a parent's it's a, perspective. Y- your perspective. Oh wait a minute. Jose. So if it's it was your, bo- so if it was your bo- perspective. Yeah, but if it was boys, it's okay. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm not. I See, I'm not saying that. I'm saying right now it was girls. Right now it's a man's perspective. It could be boys or girls. And as a matter of fact, there is one. There is one boy who swears in it. There's actually one boy. They dress him up like a little princess, and he swears in it. It's just girl talk, man. Just girl talk. Don't get all. Don't get all crazy. And it's (laughs) the the little boy says that you you know you tell me that I hit like a girl as if being a girl is is offensive. Okay, let, let, let me remind everyone who's listening. I raised two daughters. Okay. A single dad, and one of the most important things that I wanted to convey to my daughters was a sense of independence, you know, a sense of not having to rely on a man because that's a, as their sole pro- provider. And I was worried that they would always think that they need to grow up and have a man take care of them. So I wanted to teach them independence and self-reliance, and I wanted them to teach them to learn how to do these things without debasing themselves, whether it be with uh, expressing themselves with their showing their skin or or verbally, okay? And so, of course, I care about one in five. I taught my daughters when they were young. We had secret words so that if some stranger danger issue happened, there was a code. I, when my daughter went to college, I bought her some mace, all that stuff. I care about that stuff. I worry about that. And I learned as a father of that's, two girls. That's not the point, Let me finish. No, because I'm saying, because uh, <laughs> uh, Jackie says that because I have a penis, I don't understand. I realize that women live in a different world than I do. The men do a completely that, different and world. That has that has nothing to do whether or not these Is girls there a should phone be. Call? We got a phone call. Whether or not these things should be happening it has nothing to do with the point the point for me the problem i have with it is that the girls 
youngsters, male or female, are being taught that the best way to convey a message is to to debase themselves by speaking trash. That's my issue, not the the statistics. And uh, here's but that is here's, the here's, issue. The statistics here's a message. is the issue. That's why this came about. I know, but my point is, go on, convey it in a better of fashion. Of course, and here, here's a, a you're a, due. Here's. <laughs> These aren't problems you're going to, you're not, you don't have to, you can teach it to your but, kids and say to, but you're not going to be the one that's going to be walking down the street at night concerned about being raped, concerned about being attacked. Here's a text, here's a message from, in. here's a message from Kathy, who's a vice president of a marketing firm. She says, who would be proud of their daughter or son if they talked or acted like that? Not an example of what a strong, independent woman is. This is from a woman. So that's all I got to say. A closet listener. <laughs> Legitimate concern, but I I think the issue about violence against women and rape is something that needs to be put out of there. Of course, I agree. It has to be put out there. I, we and don't if agree. This is going to be the shock L- value LZ. that's going to get some attention. I don't know. I agree with you. Hey, LZ, that LZ, it needs to be out there. Jose, Jose, I I think what Jackie's trying to say is is that uh, perhaps the creators of this ad feel that. Uh, um, that it's not being heard by the people that need to hear it so as to uh, go to such extreme and express it as such. Now, the parents of these young ladies or these young girls... Had little no, girls. Little girls had no problem with it. I know. I have no and that's, problem with it. And that it. is the demise of our... Problem with it. This and is the demise of our civilization. There you go. They're the same moms, mind you, who I was always uh, <coughs> at odds with. You're, you're let me shot, finish. You didn't shock... No, you, uh, you've me, already finished a million finish. times. Here's, How many times are you going to finish? Here, they're the same moms, probably, that I had to contend with who, when I was raising my daughters and trying to send them off to the school events and they wanted to go... Where the little skirts and the big CMF pumps and I said no because you're going to look like a tramp and the moms would send their kids looking like tramps I had no freaking you know no support from society you know why because society has lowered its standards that's what I've got to say your mom I, I can't speak for you but I imagine your mom would not have you cussing like that for any reason when you were a little girl maybe now but when you're a little girl probably not we need to move on everyone has very salient points but I stand by mine it's not the issue I care about women. I care about the rape issue and the, the supposed gender equality issues, whatever the t- statistics are, because I raised two daughters into this world, into a man's world, okay? But there's better ways to do it. We need to move on. That's the worst part about it, that it is a man's world. It's a man's world. <laughs> Moving on, guys. So, of course, we have the upcoming holiday of Halloween, and it's always fun to get some news from the Halloween holiday, a section of Walmart's website dedicated to women's plus size costumes had been altered after displaying an offensive heading co- called, quote unquote, fat girl costumes. <laughs> this was posted <laughs> on the Walmart, Walmart website. <laughs> the category was, of course, removed this week after an outcry on social media. <laughs> Brewing after a woman tweeted a screenshot of the costume section, um, uh, stating <laughs> Walmart, not sure labeling these as fat girl costumes is the best approach. Uh, Walmart <laughs> social media management staff responded to the woman's tweet shortly, stating that the comments and suggestions are important to them and helping them make Walmart I, I gotta, even I, I better. Gotta, I gotta read what, and they meant to say frat girl. <laughs> I got to read what our, what our listeners, Lourdes chimed in and says, I kind of agree with you, Jose. But Julie chimed in again and said, perhaps we... More time should have been 
addressing those issues. I mean, imagine she's talking about the women's issues. But, Julie, we are addressing women's issues. We're talking about fat girls now being offended. So there you go. I think what Julia's saying is that you kept uh, finishing your story like three or four times. No, the point. <laughs> no, the point is she was. You were beating a dead horse, man. <laughs> so people were, of course, not happy of these uh, of this um, uh, Walmart website. So it has been taken down, but this wasn't until there was a huge uh, but the social is, media frenzy. Girl. About here's a it. De- here's the deal with that. I I, um, I happen to feel that it's it's a costume. First of all, that's meant. As a it's funny, a plus size. Yeah, but it's it, plus size it, Halloween no, costume no, it's not. section. No, it's meant to be a fat girl. A fat girl. A comedy like the drunk guy or the pirate. So that's the title of the costume. It's a fat girl. It's not of a costume. It's of a section of costumes. So, like for example, you know when you go to a website, you go on a Target website, and you go to women's section, and there's shoes, no, handbags, no, accessories. No, 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 really. There was this section that said "fat girl costumes." So, like, so it wasn't in reference that, to one costume. So it was to a the, section, like a, like a fat cat girl of costume. of the plus size. Of a fat Costumes Cinderella. Of Cinderella, yeah, Snow White, whatever it may be. It's the plus oh, size Oh, see, I misunderstood it. I thought and it was the supposed to be... heading said Fat Girl They costumes. missed up, dude. They're the Waltons, eh? What do you expect? There eh? was a big whoopsies <laughs> about that. Of course, another story out of Dallas that caused some drama about Halloween is that a man decorated his house like an Ebola hazmat scene. <laughs> and people were not so happy about it. It got international attention over his... His decorations. Did they quarantine so now, him? <laughs> no, didn't uh, quarantine him. But uh, so he decorated in red uh, hazmat bags, yellow caution tape, and blue collection drums. So it's been such a um, worldwide story that now the owner of the house wants to raise money for Doctors Without Borders at his house. So he's working with. Um, no, because they're a bunch of elitists. Those doctors without borders are coming back with Ebola saying, I don't need to quarantine myself. I'm going bowling and I'm going with my girlfriends in New Jersey. <laughs> no, they're a bunch of elitists. He's looking into closing off the street of uh, where his apartment is and people who want to come and take a picture at the at the Ebola hazmat house will make a donation towards doctors without borders. So now he's looking into it because it just became so popular. His little apartment that just had blue drums and yellow caution tape that now he could actually donate to money. Uh, That's pretty cool. I should have thought about that one. Ebola, <laughs> Ebola on the street. You know. Now imagine if he did it back in the eighties, and it was an AIDS hazmat situation. <laughs> now that would have been a totally different story. <laughs> There's also, of course, some costumes that have already come out about the Ebola. Costumes. By, uh, yeah, where they have like this. Uh, there was like a sexy Ebola one where she's wearing like this little nurse's outfit, and she has like this huge, like head bio, bio, bio helmet helmet gear protection thing. <laughs> um. So, and people have been, you know. All for it, and people have also been. The thing about but the Halloween it. is that women love to make everything a sexy costume. Of course, I've seen we that. Do. Has, I've seen it's <laughs> our one and only night out of the whole freaking I, I'm year. Sorry. No, it's not. Where we Every can Friday dress night. Up. I'm sorry. Every no, 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 no. Where we can dress up super sexy, slutty, practically uh, wearing nothing, uh, and it's I'm, okay. I'm sorry. Say, Go to the, say fact, the word. It's even. It's even promoted, and it's expected because no, dude. Go to the mine. Go to the mine club. 
every week. It's that. I, I agree you, with you. I agree. You know, David was, knows. <laughs> He's nodding his head. It's I was gonna like see if sexy you, lumberjack and sexy bumblebee. It's like what the fuck? When did you ever yeah, see a bumblebee being it. sexy? Go for it, baby. Well, this hazmat. I was cost- thinking the same thing. This hazmat costume is funny because I've seen it, and the, the woman is bearing skin. I mean, you're supposed to cover your skin if it's a hazmat costume. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Good yeah. point. Yeah, it's, it's very sexy, sexy little nurse's outfit. And so, I don't know, what are you guys going to be for Halloween this year? I'm going to be my brother. Oh, <laughs> no, that's I don't a know. I'm, lame I'm not, costume. I haven't dressed up in a long time. Uh, uh, it just always sneaks up on me. I, I think next time I'm going to dress up. Um, here's the deal. I, I was know. thinking of. Uh, are you gonna dr- what? What sexy slutty thing no are you gonna idea. be? I haven't dressed up in the last few years. And I thought maybe this... I'm a total loser. Usually on the weekends, I just stay home and I don't want to do anything because mm. I'm tired. But um, I was Friday. thinking maybe this year I will try. But I don't know. Something. I have a couple costumes in my closet mm-hmm. that I think everyone, every girl has in their closet mm-hmm. that they can kind of like whip up. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, as my, as as sure. my son's as 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 sexy, sexy, right? My sons are wrong. My sons are draw, dressing... My six-year-old's dressing like a ninja. Nice. And my four-year-old's dressing like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Ah. So I figured in that vein, I'll dress like the rat, Splinter. All right, <laughs> like right on. Like Teenage Mutant I just find like a man's robe and it looks like a gi. And then just some kind of rat face and a staff. And I'll walk around like they're, they're sensei. I'm there gonna. Go. I think I'm going um, to dress up like a nudist. Oh, my God. <laughs> How do you dress up like a nudist, right? You and Lulu should be Adam and Eve. <laughs> that would be great, huh? Yeah. I need a big leaf. Do you have a big leaf? A big leaf. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> All right, I, I did dress up as a dude one time. You dressed up as a dude? Yeah, I went to this. It wasn't a Halloween was party. It was difficult to do? It was, a, it was a, a, a kings and queens party. Okay. And so the people, it was a pretty eccentric spot over in Glendale, and, and everybody dressed up as... Not only legendary, mythical, but also made-up kings and queens. So I dressed as a dude, eh? the king of chill. I went over in pajamas and uh, white Russian. What else you want? Get my get it, eh? <laughs> The dude, eh? I'm not, you know. The dude abides. There you go, guys. Okay, so let's move on to our next story. Now, this was kind of a sad story. There was a woman out of China that, you know what? She got dumped. And she had a really difficult time dealing with it, so much so that she spent a whole week at a 24 hours KFC. Oh. Yeah. Like Kentucky she, Fried Chicken? Kentucky Fried Chicken in China. She wanted some comfort food. And uh, <laughs> she. Comfort food. <laughs> ended up going to a, a nearby KFC by her apartment. And she ate chicken wings and she had a broken heart for a whole week. And it wasn't until about several days that the employees started noticing that this 26-year-old girl, Tan Shen, was still there. You know what? That's a great way to find another love. Eat yourself into a, a bliss and oblivion with chicken wings until you're a Tabitha sitting in a KFC smelling like grease. And then shopping for a costume at the Fat Girl Costume. <laughs> <laughs> right. The sweetest thing is... She said that she just started eating. She wanted some comfort food, got some chicken wings. She started eating, and then she just realized she needed some time to think. 
So she went to And she ended up staying there for a whole week. What happened, though? What happened? I mean, did they she tell just, her to leave? No, they didn't did tell the her Colonel, to leave because it, it's it a 24 like, hour. And as long as they're purchasing food and they're pur- purchasing uh, and they're customers, they don't kick them out. It's a 24 hour KFC. <laughs> it sounds so like a novella. Like that girl's heartbroken. And they cut to that girl and she's eating up, you know, she starts with a drumstick. And then they cut to the guy, and now he's partying somewhere, and he's meeting a chick. And then they cut back to her, and now she's on the mashed potatoes and corn. <laughs> then they cut back to the guy, and he's in bed with some chick. And then two days later, they, he's he's on a trip to Hawaii with this other chick he met. And they cut back to her, and she's on her six box of chicken wings. And just meanwhile, back at KFC. So she, em- she puts on weight. He, he gets uh, Ebola. The employees who, you know, they work on different shifts, they kind of started asking each other about three days into her being at the KFC place that they're like, hey, was she here at 2 in the morning? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was here at 8 p.m. Um, so they noticed and they asked her if she was okay and she said she was fine and she just ordered like extra large fries and she was okay. <laughs> but the guy at the... Gre- at the- no, I am. Can I get some fries? The guy <laughs> a, the guy in the, uh, in the deep fry vat who never gets chicks and that's why they put him <laughs> in the back. He's all pimply. They said to him, hey, dude, rebound. Go get her, dude. Oh... So she started attracting some media attention. There was news cameras that went over because they were just kind of intrigued by this girl that was at the KFC for a whole week. Once that happened, all the media started coming over. She (laughs) decided to pack up her wings and go home. (laughs) So she left her apartment and she's decided to move back with her parents after her horrible, horrible breakup. Now, um, was was she cute? She's cute. Yeah, I mean, no, in the, the photos. The, the operative word, was she cute? She, she, saw, <laughs> she was there at the KFC and she saw herself on TMZ and she knew she had hit rock bottom. <laughs> she says, I got to go home. Intervention. I mean, I listen, I know how, you know, life can be rough after a breakup. So I can't really judge <laughs> it is. based on her photos. So she's kind of like sad. Like, see, here's a photo of her oh. head down at the KFC restaurant. Uh. So, you know. What, She's cute, what? and and you know she didn't shower for a whole week, so I don't want to judge her appearance based <laughs> on this chicken wing marathon for a week. What's your food of choice on a breakup? Shit, <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long. I don't uh, get dumped. I'm just kidding. Uh, okay, I've been dumped. I don't do the food. I actually don't eat. Really? Yeah, I get like I don't get hungry anymore. Beer, man. Oh, I lost a lot of weight after a breakup once. I lost like 30 pounds like this. Dude, Damn. beer and the Eagles, man. <laughs> so sad. It's over. She looks pretty sad on there, doesn't she? Look at her. She's just kicking back, just yeah. thinking about life. You yeah. know what? With her chicken wings. You know what? She just went on a chicken wing binge, and she <laughs> saw that people were looking at her, so she wanted their sympathy and made up some story. <laughs> Are you... T- is this another conspiracy? Is this conspiracy theory number it is two of the day? Conspiracy number, th- number two today. Oh, I knew we weren't that. done. Conspiracy theory two. <laughs> she just wanted to go crazy on some chicken wings and <laughs> was kind of embarrassed that she was there for a week. <laughs> so she said, uh, I just got like dumped. I'm not here because I'm like crazy. Conspiracy theory number two. There you go. Guys. So what would you do if that was like your homegirl? Like, would you oh, like, girl, no. Snap out of it. Yeah. Let's go. We're, we are not. We're, I mean, you don't want the guy to know you're fucking miserable. You would, you would, you would say, let's go home, get uh, dressed sexy, have, slutty, and go dancing. Have a <laughs> chicken wing, you know, marathon in my house. Don't yeah. have it where the guy's going to go like, yeah. Uh, he, he can't she know, needs right? me. Yeah. No, no, no. You don't want that to happen, guys. <laughs> that does not need to happen. That's why I like having Jackie here. She gives us the inside, you know, the, a little bit of a 
perspective of the inside look of being a woman. <laughs> yeah. Waiting to exhale. Yeah, that's 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 Me- meeting in the in the in the ladies' room. <laughs> a girl talk uh, conversation. The men all pause. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right, guys. So let's move on to our last story of the night. This one, well, this is kind of like maybe you want this particular girl to visit your town. Of course, Asia is where all of our funky stories always come out of, right? There is a woman out of uh, Asia that has decided to um, be a sex hitchhiker. Huh? She wants to travel the world, but she doesn't have enough money. So what has she decided to do? She decided to put on this very small little um, blogging website that she will come. My brother visit. and I start logging on. <laughs> she will come visit your town if you're able to pay for her um, uh, uh, transportation, pay for her uh, stay at a hotel, and you get a really nice night. Really? So if if, if, if she wanted plug. to visit Los Angeles. You pay for it, and you pay for it. You, you get, pay for her stay here. And you get her company, and she's a very, a very uh, pretty girl, and she promises that to spend a really good night with a beautiful woman. This is uh, from. The, is she beautiful? Is her she? name is Ju Peng, and oh. uh, and she's offered this on the website. So what's the website? <laughs> <laughs> it's a social media site called Weibo. Weibo. And uh, she seek, and she purposely put in there seeking temporary boyfriends in the cities she's planning on visiting. Ah, so they <laughs> got to fund the transport, her expenses, and uh, oh, she also said you need to be good looking. You need to be under thirty. Oh, I missed the second one. And you need to be rich. I missed the third one. When I- so <laughs> so so. I, so she and does timeshare, oh, male timeshares. Oh, she's not bad looking. Look at her. She's pretty. She's she looks really young. She's a hoe though. She's a, well. This it, is the it's a timeshare, Jose. It's a timeshare. People have responded to it because it's such a you know. She is very pretty, but she's a blunt hoe. response. Uh-huh. Uh Such a blunt post that there's people that have responded to it saying that this is prostitution. That she's it is. Uh, selling herself it or. Is. Something in return. I thought, I thought the theme of the night. I thought debasing that, yourself as a woman. I thought prostitution. That's what the theme of the night is: starting young from little girls onto prostitution to travel. It, 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 it's more like bartering to me. It's not prostitution. She says it's like it's hitchhiking. Do you have a problem with this, Kathy? I mean, Jackie. Jackie. Who's Kathy? It's, it's of course the, not. It's the, Halloween. The girl time. who mentioned the VIP. She's sexy. I listen. I <laughs> she's sexy slutty during Halloween. Yes, exactly. <laughs> See, she doesn't have a problem with it's this. It's in the holiday. You don't have a problem. I don't think. I don't think it, she should do it because obviously there's a safety concern that she should obviously think about to not do this. But what if it was know, totally? She doesn't pre-screen them other than based on their age but and how morally, much money and if they're good looking. But morally speaking, no problem with it. I do. I wouldn't do it. No, but is there a moral issue with it? Do you have a moral issue with it? I, I don't know. I don't, oh, I don't I think really. <laughs> I mean, people, if they want to do with their bodies, could do with their bodies. But I don't think it's a smart decision for her to take. You want to go visit and you don't have any money? Girl, get a job. Make some money and, and That's travel. That's what I got to say. Don't, uh, don't, sell, don't sell your body. But uh, look, she's so excited. She has her little... Um, Travel. Maleta, her right. little maleta on the side, and uh-huh. she's like, "Woo!" She says she's done it all over Eastern China, and she has had not prob- she no sure problems. She sure has done it, I'll say that. <laughs> and uh, and she's having a blast. Look how excited she I, is. 
I don't yes. know. I, I She's smiling. I'd probably be a slut if I was a girl. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's I, not that I would easy, totally, honestly. I would totally travel the world. If I would I would totally get around if I was a girl. Really? It's not that easy to be a slut. <laughs> it really isn't. I've tried and it, I'm not successful. <laughs> All right, we gotta move on because we have David Hernandez standing by. Also my Patriot Pass and Angels chill now, Jackie. Thank you so much, baby. You're you welcome. <laughs> Jackie. She rocked today. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back with more with, with more twin with, talk with Jose and Angel. David Hernandez with is more here. sexy slutty. <laughs> this is like the women debasing show. I'm the only one who's really defending women here. Did you notice that? We'll be right back. <laughs>
Welcome back to Twin Talk uh, with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose, and now we get to the part of the show, the segment of the show, which I like to call my Patriot Pass. And the reason why, again, we I started this segment was because my brother and I used to argue a lot during the last general election as I would uh, post my political ideology onto Facebook in order to try and sway this election, that last election, um, he used to get mad. And so did a lot of other people on Facebook over my uh, political views. And I realized that not only are our First Amendment rights being um, um, uh, stepped on by our government, but social norms and uh, political correctness is doing that. So now I speak out in order to practice that so that hopefully it stays alive, regardless of whether or not you agree or not. The point is, keep it alive. But anyway, today I have a word. I have a word to a couple of medical workers. To start with, Dr. Craig Spencer, the doctor who came from West Africa after treating uh, Ebola patients. And knowing firsthand the, the seriousness and the gravity of the issue, knowing how contagious the, the illness is, to come back to the United States, take taxis, go bowling, spend time with his fiance, and then come up with Ebola and potentially endanger Americans? How about the Hippocratic Oath, Dr. Spencer, the one that says, I will remember that I remain a member of society with special obligations to my fellow human beings. Remember that part of it? And it also says, I will not violate this oath. If I do, if I do not, it says I might enjoy my life and art and all that other stuff. And to Casey Hickox, the woman, the nurse who decides that she's going to sue the state of New Jersey because she wanted to go out and party from come after coming back from a uh, virus-torn country? How dare you? If you cared, you would care. You know the seriousness firsthand. And guess what? There is a Hippocratic Oath. It's called the Nightingale Pledge for nurses. And it says, I solemnly pledge myself before God that I shall... Abstain from whatever is deleterious and mischievous. Deleterious meaning I will not do anything that will cause harm or ill health to others. And finally, to the President of the United States. What did you expect, Mr. President, when you make it so easy for them? You're so blasé about the situation when it comes to Ebola. No quarantine. You are backing them up and you are causing a contagion to spread into America, and it's worse than Ebola. It's a contagion of complacency and entitlement, and that is my Patriot Pass. That was my brother exercising the biggest muscle in his body, the mouth, doing his Patriot Pass, and uh, talking about, hey, I think... Didn't one of those cases, there are two of them in Texas? Yeah. They should quarantine Texas and the rest of the red states. <laughs> All the red states, quarantine those. <laughs> we'll be right back with David Hernandez, y'all. Hey, how you doing? What do you guys know about twins? Nothing. Nothing about twins? Oh, I'm sorry. You know, do you know any twins? No. I'm sorry. Do you want to know a twin? No, thank you. Two. What are conjoined twins? I don't know. I'm, I'm going to be late for work. Three. What do you know about twins? Nothing. Uh, I'm a little busy. Four. 
identical twins have matching fingerprints? I, I believe so. Same with DNA. Can you name any celebrity twins? How about the girls from all the Devil Mint commercials? If I was to ask you what is a conjoined twin, what would that be? Um, I don't know. A conjoined twin is either A, a twin with extra joints, B, a twin that joins clubs, or C, a twin that is physically attached to his twin. It's either C or A. Ashton Kutcher, twin or not? No, but I'm not that I know. He's a twin. Is he? Fraternal. Fraternal. I'm an identical twin. I'm one of the hosts of Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. Do I look like Jose or Angel? Uh, I'm going to say you look like a Jose. Thank you very much. It's kind of weird for a guy to say you look like an angel. Scarlett Johansson, twin or not? She doesn't have a twin, does she? She does. Is she uh, identical? No, actually, it's a fraternal twin. His name is Hunter. Oh, damn. Damn. (laughs) Do you have your own... Individuality? Thank you, yes, individuality. Absolutely, we're individual. He's the good-looking one, and I'm the smart one. (laughs) Oh, okay. You think Johnny Depp is sexy? I think he's very sexy. Would you date him if he was a conjoined twin? If he would have me, I probably would. Who do you think would be one of the sexiest men alive to you right now? You could say Jose the twin. Um, I'm a lesbian. That's awesome. (laughs) I am so hardcore lesbian myself. Identical? Yes, we're identical twins. His name is Angel. Angel, that's nice. So if his name is Angel, what do you think my name would be? Oh, it could be any A name. I think A names are cool, like Angel and Andre. Well, my name's Jose. They used to say, well, if if I'm Jose, then he must be Hose B. What do you (laughs) I think that's it, unless you want to add something to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. Uh, No, that's good. Thank you for your time, man. How about a shout out to my brother Angel? What's up, Angel? Have a good one, buddy. Yeah, welcome back to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. And we broadcast live from Theo Luis's garage every Tuesday night on TwinTalkCast.com. And we do it out of the largest radio, internet radio network in the world. That's Live365.com. Just search for Twin Talk Cast Radio. We want to invite everyone <laughs> all to call at 626-275-8946. So now... Uh, I've been looking forward to this. With us tonight, uh, we've been promoting it all day. Um, um, the author and lead proponent, proponent of the California Preservation of Religious Freedom Act also happens to be running for L.A. City Council twenty for 2015 District 2, that, that, which is North Hollywood and all the valley. With us today, Mr. David Hernandez. Hey. And it's good to be back in the garage. Uh, you got three Hernandezes here. Right on. Uh, we're all the same color. Uh, a, little, a little bit different hair uh, styles, but the trifecta, we're here. the Hernandez trifecta. We should uh, we should let our listeners know that we are not related. So you know, he's he's brothers from he, another mother. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's legit. He's legit. And so, thanks for putting up with the oh the awesome uh, used and dirty laundry that uh, we just had with. Well, my Jackie. big question was was it. Original recipe or crispy? 
I mean, I mean that that gal has to parley that and mean the, the the Mrs. KFC of China. That's a good so point. When, when her boyfriend drives by and sees her big billboards on the bus and she's raking in all that money, he's really going to regret yeah. dumping her. Good point. Uh, yeah. Drown your sorrows here at KFC. Just just like a politician, man. Always silver. The silver lining. That's right. It's always uppy. The good thing about David Hernandez, we had him here. Was it two years ago during the last general yeah, election? Yeah, I think I was, I was running for Congress back then. Yeah, and uh, we, the reason why I invited you on the show then was because my, my because my brother and I had been having a lot of really heated arguments uh, regarding uh, uh, political standing and mm-hmm. ideology, and a lot of people on my posts on Facebook were uh, attacking me personally, and I wanted people to know that forget what I'm forget me. Think about the topic, and I yeah. wanted also people to feel because they were attacking me, saying that I'm buying into some um, racist, political, anti-women, anti-whatever ideology. And mm-hmm. I wanted to invite. I'm, I'm going on a rant, but, <laughs> but I wanted to let people know to go on our show. I invited David Hernandez, who's a conservative and a Latino, to let people know that there are other conservatives. But I don't Latinos. like hot salsa, and I'm not Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're sort of Latino. How's that? Anyway, but uh, what an interesting topic to talk about. It's something that comes up a lot on a radio show, um, that of First Amendment and mm-hmm. uh, religious freedom. Uh, this Calif- the preservation of of Religious Freedom Act of California, or whatever I, say, I said it, I blew it. Um, first of all, um, I want to get into that, what it yeah. intends to do. But first, why, what motivated you to even think about this? Well, you know, and, and the question was, do we, you know, and in the beginning was, do we really need it? And, and right. I say no, you know, but if, if you go to Africa and you see thousands of people dying and you're a doctor and you know how dangerous it is, and you come back, do we really have to impose a uh, 21-day uh, quarantine? You shouldn't have to do that. I mean, if you're a nurse who's been there and you're already at 101 fever, do you really have to call the CDC and say, is it okay if I get on a plane right, and do point. all that stuff? And so I would say no, but unfortunately, the cubicle people who <laughs> and the politicians that – uh, for whatever reason, many of them good intentioned, they create laws and they create policies that infringe on everyone's First Amendment rights. And so in sitting back and watching the latest uh, infringement on those uh, First Amendment rights with the California uh, Department of Controlled Insurance or Medical Insurance, mm-hmm. and it was that act that prompted me to say, you know what, maybe we we need a little bit of clarity. Explain that to our listeners so that they know. I happen to know what it is. Right. But what, I mean, you, very good uh, example that well, you have. Well, the state of California has a, a department that uh, is called the California Department of Managed Healthcare. And they write policies and they do things that govern healthcare in the state of California. Now, when... Uh, Obamacare came in and all that stuff. There was a, a lot of st- stuff about you can keep your own doctor and a lot of those right. different things. And, all those lies. And, and it was also set up that there were there were exemptions for different organizations and you know and if, okay fine you know if, if if it's helped you great if it hasn't helped you then that's just the way it is. Well, recently the uh, California managed healthcare cubicle people took it upon themselves to say, well, churches have to offer elective uh, abortion coverage 
uh, in their insurance policies. Well, that just goes against what the president said. That goes against everything that has been promoted. And, you know, basically it was like, you people, you stay in your churches. You leave us alone. We'll leave you alone. Well, this crossed the line. Now, do, do we really need it? I would say no. It would be much easier if some of these cubicle people would follow the guidelines that these programs were set up for. May, may, I, inter- may I interrupt? It would be, to, to, to uh, paraphrase you, it would be much easier if those cubicle people, people as you call them, would just read the Constitution. Well, and, and it, it's not it's not only that the Constitution is that there are guidelines when the uh, Affordable Care Act w- was established. And So-called. Some of, you know, some of the, the th- you know, how it was presented that uh, the exemptions that were given, and it, and it wasn't just a faith-based community that were given exemptions. There were other uh, organizations. Uni- unions and so uh, forth. That were given absen- mm-hmm. exemptions. And say, okay, fine. Well, this crossed the line. And so what I looked at, I looked at, how can we have some clarity? How can we have some guidelines? That's not going to be, you know, quote, a hate-motivated uh, type of legislation, us versus them or any of that. But how can we establish something that is a uh, a compromise but also something that everyone can, can work with? And so I looked at some of the the similar laws that were drafted in other states. Mm-hmm. And some of them were, quite frankly, a, they went a little bit too far. You know, they, they addressed things like gay marriage and stuff like that. This this doesn't address anything with regards to gay marriage or, or abortion. It is focused on the freedom of religion and... Uh, Keeping the cubicle people hands off, but of it. but do you think that? Do, but do you think that? Aren't you worried cubicle. though? Aren't you worried though that something again? And uh, you bring up that we shouldn't need these situations. It's like opening keep Pandora. the cubicle people out of the pews. I feel that the more legislation, the more acts, the more everything we write into paper into law is just opening up another opportunity for interpretation and and, well, and, I mean, and ex- you know, exploitation. Look how thick the vehicle code is. Uh, you know, we still need it. And so we we do need certain guidelines. And the clearer, the more succinct the um, that it can be without pushing an agenda in either direction. Like I said, I, I looked at the Arizona bill. That, that went way too far. And, you know, and the governor of Arizona didn't sign it. But I looked at the the, the same bill in Kansas. That was passed in 2000, uh, I believe it was 2013. Now, that bill did not address any of the social issues. It only addressed that if the uh, if a municipality, the cubicle, a, a politician, if they enact some type of ordinance that infringes on someone's uh, religious uh, freedom, that uh, that person is protected from prosecution for not abide by it. And, so, and I looked at that. For example, has there been a, uh, examples of that? Well, th- there there have been in other states that don't have it. Whether the, you know, we, we heard about the stories of the florist or uh, uh, let, let, tell our listeners that story. The yeah. florist that did not want to. There, there was a a, a a gay marriage couple that wanted to come in and buy flowers for their wedding. Is that what it is? And uh, well, or, it, it, am I confusing the story? They wanted to buy flowers. So they, they wanted them to do it. Let me get this. Okay. There's laws there that, like the First Amendment, right? That the freedom of religion, right? We should be free to be religious. 
and, well, and practice our religion. Let me let me, let me, people, let me let me answer you this because that was written as a freedom of religion, but it was changed. The lexicon was changed from freedom of religion to freedom to worship, which is very crucial. That you know that in other words, the freedom to worship could change it to where you are allowed to worship within the walls of a church. Well, but, but, but what has happened? This goes further. This goes into we just had the case in. Um, See, I just want to clarify to our yeah. listeners because I was trying to clarify to my right. brother not to interrupt that our constitutions lexicon was changed from freedom of religion, which means when you have a religion, you could practice it anywhere, you know, in your lifestyle and in, in anywhere. But when they say freedom to worship, that's an active word. In other mm-hmm. words, where do you go to worship? At a church or a mosque. And so it confines your practice to that. And I feel that that's a big uh, mistranslation of the Constitution. Well, and, and I'm not disagreeing with that. But even even going with that lexicon, you have the, the mayor of Houston uh, getting with the city attorney because she has a ballot right. initiative that she wants the voters to pass. Mm-hmm. And so she has the, uh, the, the, the pastor's sermon subpoenaed all of his all their emails and all their stuff and so it's really the abuses by a small number of individuals what you're referring to for our listeners sake is the governor of uh, the mayor of houston trying to pass a um uh, i forgot the name of the ordinance where they would allow um the gender identified people to go to the bathrooms of their choice based on their gender identification. Uh, some of the pastors and some of the churches in the area have put together a petition to, uh, to, re- to repeal that. And they came up with like half a million signatures to put it into a ballot. The mayor of Houston has uh, put it through a process where they've dwindled down those signatures to less than half. And now has, there's a lawsuit, and is she's subpoenaing, she is subpoenaing, I guess the word is, <laughs> the sermons and speeches of said pastors. Right. And they are saying, with, under the protection of First Amendment, we don't have to do, go abide by that. Ironically, they are public. In other words, we spoke publicly. I heard an interview by one of them who said, look, I'll be glad to give it to her, yeah. but don't subpoena me for it. Yeah. That's a that's a uh, an infraction of my, infraction of my uh, first right. amendment. Right, and you know, and and I'm not even talking about where one stands sure. on the the issue uh, of you know whether whether of marriage or understood or, or any of this. Oh, what I'm talking about is the fact that there are individuals that will abuse the system, and we've seen that in uh, in Houston. We saw the in uh, in Idaho the mm-hmm. ministers who have the uh, the hitching post. Uh, chapel uh, are being threatened with imprisonment and for no, these for what for, these ministers were asked to to to, to, uh, to yeah to to to, mar- to marry a gay couple and they said no that goes against our religion and you know what the the, the fact that here this is their their chapel they are a nonprofit mm-hmm. that the the first amendment you know and, and the first amendment wasn't set up so that you can protect the kkk or right. that i mean right uh, all these different things and you know usually when, when when people disagree about freedom of religion that they look at extremes and sure. say you know that what if you're uh, a gay couple and you want to rent an apartment and then someone's you know someone will use this against them or and basically what what i'm presenting is a 
ballot initiative that will set some very clear guidelines for and against that if you abuse this ordinance in the name of your religious faith, you can be prosecuted for that. And so that is, that is part of the ordinance is to protect the individual from uh, individuals that are, say, uh, racist or that are homophobic or whatever. And in fact, the this law went into effect in Kansas. So it is it is now the law of the land in Kansas. It was signed by uh, Governor Brownback. And are you talking about a similar? Law like law. the one you're tra- you're passing, right. yeah. yeah, and and in fact, yeah, it was it's called the Can- the Kansas Preservation of Religious Freedom Act HB two twenty two two oh three. That's great, and and it it was passed on a a, a very bipartisan vote. And so you had mm. uh, liberal Democrats mm-hmm. that, that saw the benefit of an act like this. You saw naturally conservatives. Uh, you saw independents. And so when in looking at that and and researching it. I realized that, you know what, this is a guideline that we can use in California to protect people on both sides of the issues. Do you think in California, such a liberal state, such an ACLU-ridden state, that it's going to pass? I was going to ask the same thing. And, and, how, and on top of that, what, what are you doing? How, do, how would you convey to them somebody that, that's going to be kind of like, first of all, you're Republican, right? Yeah. Okay, he's Republican. I'm not going to vote for it. Well, you know, how do you how are you going to convince? Well, all we have to do is look at what was the reasoning of all the Democrats in Kansas that voted for it. Uh-huh. If the Democrats had not have voted for it, it wouldn't be the law. And what was it? What was it? The, the was it really impeding on religious? Uh, so, I mean, were, were there like what do they call them? Those lawsuits? Frivolous lawsuits going on. Back well, and I forth. mean, if, if if you're personally offended, it's not frivolous. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but but yeah, you know, the reason they did it, I guess they saw a need for it. Yeah, what what their rationale? Why the Democrats voted for it? Um, it I, wasn't just because they wanted to get reelected. I guess it's a common theme because you could be a Democrat or a Republican and still uh, share the same faith or yeah. have or want to have maybe not have the same faith, but have the same uh, want to have the same freedoms of. Well, faith. And, and, and I think the the common sense or the, a shared shared vision has really been sacrificed, has really been a victim of polarizing uh, ideologies of what we think a Republican is or what we think a Democrat is. Right. And that when something like this comes together. People are automatically suspicious. Mm-hmm. Oh, you you must hate gay people, or uh-huh. you know you're a anti woman, you're or, a pro life nut, or something like that. Uh-huh. And 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 the reality is, well, you know, everyone's entitled to their own their own opinion, their own belief system. You know, the reality is that in looking at this law, the ACLU in Kansas looked at this law, mm-hmm. and a another more stringent more Arizona-type law was proposed this year in Kansas. The ACLU took the position that this new Arizona-type law was not needed. And the ACLU pointed to this law and said, this law that was passed in Kansas, of what I'm presenting here in California, is the right law, does the job, and they stand by it. Well, that's that's good to hear because the ACLU tends to be very left. But if it goes at the core of protecting constitutional rights, then that's good. Do you think? Do you feel like I? I really feel that often 
people, and I, I do take polarizing sides here. I do believe that the left is often, often not tolerant. For instance, um, a few years back we had Proposition 8 uh, uh, go through California. It was passed by the majority. It went through litigation and all that. You know that. And um, a lot of the um, uh, the uh, rhetoric that was spoken and you heard out there was how if you opposed – I mean if you were for Proposition 8, for listeners that are not from California, that was the banning gay marriage in California. If you were for it, then you hated. You were a hater. And to me it sounds – it's a very complicated situation. Do you think that too often the left or people with those kind of agendas who want you to tolerate their points of view are not as tolerant of others? For instance, people have faiths that they might be torn between society's issues and the and the issues and the needs of their fellow citizens and their religious creed. I mean, it's a very complex issue. Do you think they're as tolerant? Well, I mean, let's let's fr- from the start, let's say there's racist, bigness, homophobic, intolerant individuals Every, everywhere. Right. I mean, we, that's a given. Okay. And in every organization, in every profession. Okay, so let's let's find that point that we're going to agree on that, and let's put that over there. Okay. Now you have other people that have a belief system, and what I see more often than not is you have people being very intolerant in the name of intolerance. Yes. You know, and so if you believe this way, you're intolerant. I'm intolerant of your beliefs. Right. And so it, 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 it's really a no win situation and being involved in, I want to say politics for about the past 10 years. What I see is that there are individuals that seize opportunities to create problems, to create animosity between groups of people so that they can be the spokesperson, so that they can get the, 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 the funding, so they can get all of these different things. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, it's it's a great strategy because it works. The squeaky wheel gets the oil. Yeah, and <laughs> you know what? Sharptons and the Reverend Jacksons and the um, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, when I was running for Congress, someone came up to me and he wanted to know where I stood on um, gay marriage, and I said, you know, I, I have two questions for you: Are you asking me because you want my validation, or are you asking me because you want equality in the rule of law? And he thought about it. And he goes, I want equality. And I said, good, because you don't need my validation. Mm-hmm. You know, who the hell am I? Mm-hmm. I said, but if you look at, this was in 2012. I said, the voters of California voted for domestic partnership agreements. Mm-hmm. They wanted you to have equality. Mm-hmm. And they voted for it. Mm-hmm. Obama was elected in 2008. He had the House and he had the Senate. How come... The inequality that existed with Social Security and in the federal government, how come they haven't taken the time to bring this federal guidelines in line with what we voted for in California? That's not the Republicans. Yeah. The only good the only, the only use for Republicans really in California is so that they can be a scapegoat. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's kind of like our you know, that should be our platform, scapegoat. Because and, and he thought about that. You know, and I said, Look, if I elect, elected to Congress, I'll work to bring the federal guidelines in line with the state guidelines, not because I agree with it, 
but because I agree with what the voters voted on. And so when when it's one-on-one and people actually communicate rather than having special, you know, the L. Sharpsons or the Jesse Jacksons or, or the media the, and all that, or those individuals do that, you know, then we're able to get things. Uh, we'll be able to, and I'm not even going to say compromise, we'll be able to, to, to reach a point of agreement to where it's a win-win situation. And uh, so this here, I believe that this will benefit all parties involved, regardless of their position, because it sets a very clear guideline that it's not anti-gay, it's not anti-gay marriage, it's not anti-abortion or any of that stuff. It basically says, leave us alone. Uh, Let me ask you this then. Um, Does this cover Christians, Muslims, uh, everyone, Jews? I mean, I am reaching out uh, the, the way the process works. Because our, our, our objective is to put this on the, the general election in 2016, uh, is that we're putting together a group of proponents. You have to have registered voters from the state of California. Mm-hmm. So one of my first proponents is Chinese. And uh, he was born in uh, communist China, and he immigrated here, and he became an American citizen. Uh, I reached out to someone who was Jewish. This is not a Christian uh, effort. Uh, so I'm what, Christian, but so what do you say to the atheists? Where this, do they, where do this, they fall in? This does not infringe on their rights whatsoever. They should be very happy with this because it's basically it's you know as long as they're not the cubicle people passing these little you know sharpening their pencils to pass these little laws to make life miserable for 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 faith based the faith based community they should they should have no problem with this and so. I see it as a win-win situation for all the people around. I am sure it is going to be people. There will be people that will take up the mantra in opposition. It's right. like once again, there goes that conservative Christian Hernandez, you know, uh, and uh, you know they launched it at this little garage. Obviously, they must be subversive in <laughs> <laughs> Theo Luis's garage. Um, a very good example of that is the Hobby Lobby issue that ha- that that we watched on, unfold on television yeah. after the Affordable Care Act and all of that. And Hobby Lobby was trying to hold on to some of its, uh, um, the owners, I should say, uh, religious values, um, and they were vilified uh, by uh, the movement, uh, the pro-life, I mean, pro-choice movement, mm-hmm. and a lot of the media. Um, do you think that was fair? Well, I don't think it was honest because, uh, if, if I recall correctly, the coverage that they provided covered about 20 different forms of contraception. Right. And there were maybe two or three th- that they did not want to cover. And mm-hmm. so to say that they were denying birth control right. to their employees was a little misleading. Right. And now what happened, though? Is they went to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court ruled in their favor. Now, here's the irony of this. So you have a private business that can exercise their freedom of religion, but you have a church that can't? Right. I yeah. mean, that doesn't make sense. Right. That's like, you know, forget about that 21-day uh, quarantine <laughs> because, you know, you're a nurse, and <laughs> you, you know how dangerous it is, and you're only at 101 temperature. So how does... In, in, yeah, it, it's wrong. In current state, it makes sense because really, you know, uh, uh, there's just too much private uh, 
interest power in, in politics. But this, in, in the perspective that you just put it, it, it seems it, 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 it seems pretty awesome. It, it seems uh, more of a power, a power of the people type thing. Well, it, when you have the ACLU using this as the litmus test to say, you know what, yeah. you don't need any more restrictions in Kansas because you have this yeah. and this works. And, and, and I think that's going to throw some people because the sound of it, Preservation of religious freedom. Well, what does that mean? You know, the, we, the we religious wanna, fanatics. We want to we want to keep over. our hoods and burning crosses. I mean, <laughs> what is that? Uh, and you know, and, and naturally they're going to go to an example. Well, does that mean that we can, if 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 you want to stone somebody in church, you can do right. it? Or I like this what they said. The ACLU of Kansas. They on this handout you just gave me. Kansas Constitution establishes gold standard. For religious freedom protections, and that's the act uh, that protects the religious freedom in Kansas that you said just. Yeah, passed, and that's right? from the ACLU. That's yeah. not from the Christian Coalition. Or- I like the way it sounds, boss. Because you know what? When it comes to the people, then you know it's 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 on the socialistic side, and and I I'm I'm for it. I'm I'm totally for he's, it. He's a socialist, but I anyway, am. I'm totally socialist. I, I feel like <laughs> well, I don't know. He was talking about that nurse being uh, being quarantined. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> So, You've been sitting um, next to them too long. Here's yeah. my prediction. I think that you're the, that there's going to be a lashback, and I think it's going to come from um, the, from women. I think it's going to come from women who are pro-choice, mm-hmm. and they're going to see this as a potential of any any movement by the religious right as they see it is an attack on their pro-choice. Um, you know. Rights as they see it. Just keep coming on our show. We have a lot of women listeners. We here. do. We have a lot of women <laughs> listeners. You want them on your well, show? Well, I mean, I look. I, I I've seen you in person. I know why. <laughs> Actually, I have a lot of women. <laughs> but you know, and, and the reality is, no, and one of the things I learned in politics, I don't care what this, what position you take, someone's going to be against it. Sure. And if you try and please everyone, mm. you come across as a hypocrite and sure. a liar. And you know what? In the long run, people see right through you. I respect that about you because you know what to do what you're doing um while you're running for la city council here a little unconventional very unconventional (laughs) because you're you're putting yourself you're putting yourself out there as a as a religious some might some might see as a this is only in a speculation folks as some people may see you as a religious fanatic you're running for la city council a religious right fanatic wow you got huevos man well I, I was at city council on Friday because, you know, I hear a lot. Separation of church and state. Yes. So here is a certificate of commendation. Oh, I love that. The city council gave an organization that I belong to, Churches in Action for Los Ange- in Los Angeles. The city of Los Angeles commends your organization for its continued commitment to preparing our local communities through emergency management and disaster preparedness, faith-based organizations are the backbone of our community networks, and we thank you for your efforts, blah, 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 blah. Well, you know, I don't see anything in there about separation of church and state right. in there. <laughs> you know, they're very grateful. I mean, I'm glad they didn't tell Martin Luther King to shut the hell up right. and just stay in your church. Right. You know, some of those things. And so people say little phrases over and over and over for so long and they they begin to think well yeah that's 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 how it's supposed to be no that's not how it was that's not how it is or that's how it's not going to it's going to be because i'm sure and they're the 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 people that go to my church i'm you know not everybody's going to agree with this and that's okay and uh what will happen is we're going to spend the next few months 
let, getting people informed, getting them educated. Um, we won't start collecting signatures until the middle of next year. Uh, we'll get a ballot title and summary. We'll have 150 days to get like 500,000 signatures. And, uh, you know, either either it's going to get on the ballot or it's not. Once it's on the ballot, people will either vote for it or it's not. And then you're going to have somebody file a lawsuit against it like they did with Proposition 8. Right. And then, you know, if Jerry Brown is reelected, and he probably will, Ugh. and someone files a lawsuit, he won't, he'll do the same thing. He won't defend it. Um, we're running out of time. I really – we could go on and on about this issue. I'm really <laughs> excited about it. I want to look more into it when we're, we're – you know, as it continues. Si se puede, man. Because um, – um, Si se puede. You might have my signature on it. I still want to look at it a little bit more. But you, I'm, I'm, I'm inclined to do so. But before we go, I want to give you an opportunity to speak uh, um, about your race for city council. Um, why, do you, why do you want to run for city council? Well – in Los Angeles, in Los a, Angeles, a hardcore left, freaking city council. <laughs> what district? District two covers North yeah, district, Hollywood, uh, North Hollywood, Valley Village, Valley, Village, Valley. Valley Glen, uh, all of Studio City, a little bit of Van Nuys, a little bit of Sun Valley. Oh, Van Nuys, my Michoacan. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and so, you know, the the real reason is because the battle isn't Republican or Democrat, left or right. It's really. Collectivism versus individualism, yes. right. and you know, and that's regardless of how your reds are vote, regardless of whatever your values are, that being uh, in your rights being infringed upon by the the ever creeping collectivism that has taken place in this city, because the reality is, uh, collectivism is really feeling its oats. Uh, one of the issues that I'm dealing with right now is a coalition of of, uh, of unions got together, and they basically got the city council to pass an exclusive trash monopoly. And what that does for every commercial business in Los Angeles, every restaurant, every banderia, every apartment building, every church, synagogue, or mosque is going to have to go with the one trash company that the city council gives the exclusive trash franchise to. So they've made, they've created 11 mafias in the city. Now, it was the unions that did this, all under the guise of, well, it'll be better for the environment. We'll have less trucks on the road. Uh. Well, how are you? You're not going to have less trash. You'll have less trucks, but they'll be on the road longer. Right. And so, but the reality is, it's the, the the unions have really lost a lot of their 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 influence and power. So this is their entry into the commercial, into the cap. Yeah, yeah, yes, it, yes. It, into the, the cap. Private. And so, but it's, so I'm not against collective bargaining. But I am against rigging the system. And so when I see the city council go down the line and vote for stuff like this, you know, the $15.37 minimum wage for hotels, that's the same same group, Los Angeles for a new economy. Mm -hmm. Now, what's key with that is that only applies to non-union hotels. Of course. Union hotels can pay you less, Mm -hmm. but this is to force uh, private industry to – get more and more aligned with the union to give them more power and keep elected. And so it's really, it's that collectivism, which eventually leads to totalitarianism. Yes. And everybody loses under that. Mm-hmm. And so there needs to be a voice for individualism on the city council. And I'm only going to be one of 15, but I guarantee you, I won't be like the 15 that are there now and add that vote 99.9% of the time together. Right. And, mm-hmm. But I will be in a position to, to, to let people know 
stuff like this trash uh, most businesses have no idea that their trash fees are going to double and triple and you know what if you have a little store okay that's not that much you're just going to pass it on to your customer anyways but what if you own uh some office buildings what if you own car dealerships right. what if you own i talked to one fellow and he said this is going to cost me fifty thousand dollars more a year wow. just this one business and so well what yeah what if you just don't own anything but you're you're still paying utilities i mean i pay my well trash too i mean, I mean yeah, yeah now for for residential uh i mean that that's already that's that, picked up through the city the, oh. but but if if you look at the other cities where they did this here they want to go after commercial and that's crazy we, we have people talk about how, how are we going to make los angeles more business friendly well, you don't do it by stuff like yeah. this. Yeah. You don't you don't create monopolies. And there needs to be a voice in the city councils that's going to stand up and say no. So let me break it down for the listeners who are in Los Angeles. In, um, uh, if businesses are hurt, for instance, this man, was ta- this business owner was talking about $50,000 more a year he's going to have to pay in trash. That means he's going to probably have to cut um, uh, hours from his employees or whatever, cut and pay or hire fewer people. There's it affects it's got the it's got the the ripple effect you know yeah, it, it, it's everyone everyone is going to end up paying mm-hmm. you know and it's it's kind of like your water and power bill you mm-hmm. know Angel talked about his water and power bill you know it never goes down it only keeps on going yeah. up yeah and if you have a monopoly uh, you were talking about monopoly no at the beginning yeah. of the show whether yeah. you like the little car or the dog or <laughs> any of that stuff you know it, it always turns out bad for the consumer yeah and so there's no com- there's no competition you know, right. to drive the uh, cost down. We have to go. I will go on and on and on and talk, but please let our listeners know any social media, any where to find you or whatever that you want yeah, them to David do. David Hernandez on Facebook, uh, davidforcitycouncil.com. Um, pretty easy to find. David Hernandez running for LA City Council, District 2. That's North Hollywood Valley Village, Valley Glen, Studio City, NoHo Arts District, Sun Valley, and Van Nuys. Also, keep an eye out on the California. Preservation of Religious Freedom Act. Perfecto. Uh, look I out like for it. that. If you're in California, look for some a way to find it and sign the petition or whatever it is, or at least look into it. I'm not telling you to sign it. Look into it and do what your heart does, uh, you know leads you to and do. And next Tuesday, make sure that you vote. Uh, do it in the morning so that at 7 p.m. you could be listening to our show. Right? Yeah, you can. Because we're on every Tuesday. And uh, that's November 4th. And uh, make sure you vote. Do your homework. David, thanks so I'm much hoping. for being with us again. My pleasure. Awesome. It's awesome, always man. fun. It's always. always. Thanks right. for coming down, Holmes. And we'll be cool. right back with Angel's Chill, Chill Lounge.
feel a bit overwhelmed or a bit confused? Does anxiety have a grip? Extenuating and even everyday situations in our lives can trigger these natural, conceivable, possible reactions. It's okay. It's bound to happen. Don't resist and simply flow. Let it run its course, but don't uh, wallow in it and don't act on it. Take it in the chin, but with composure. If you must, scream, let it out, but don't force it out. Lift your arms, take a deep breath, and let it out and repeat. Now, yoga, sun salutation, down dog, warrior stance one and two, repeat, repeat. Align your core with the core of the sun and with the core of Mother Earth. This will release energy that's pent up and redirect it to a positive releasing flow. Situation may still be there, but then so are you. Chill. One love. And that's another edition of Angels Chill Lounge. Shoo! And we want to thank you all for joining us again on Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. We broadcast every Tuesday night from Theo Luis's Garage. And uh, we also do it out of the largest internet radio network on the world. That's uh, live365.com and on twintalkcast.com. Make sure you listen to our previous podcast. Hey, I forgot. We had uh, uh, Jeff Johnson here and Jackie a couple of weeks ago in the same garage uh, hanging out here. Jeff Johnson is the voice of Twin Talk. And also, we want to thank our guest, Mr. David Hernandez, running for L.A. City Council District 2, and for sharing his um, point of view and his and launching the California Preparate, well, I did not Pre- last, Preservation, Preservation of, of Religion, Religious, Religious Freedom, Freedom Act. Act. And launching it in Theolius' Garage. Thanks so much. It's a real honor when you come here and you, you just enlighten and uh, you give us credence. <laughs> and you're a politician, but you're a pretty normal guy. You know that's pretty cool. Man. <laughs> Thanks again, David. Shows up from Lincoln Heights. <laughs> He's from Lincoln Heights, folks. He get home. So, so he is Latino, man. <laughs> Anyways, tune in next week, Tuesday night. Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. TwinTalkCast.com. Our friend uh, Willie Bass. His show, he's on a little bit of a hiatus, Tales from the Sunset Strip. He is right now, he is engineering uh, Scorpion's next album. Really? The Scorpions? The Scorpions. (laughs) Anyway. Rocked you like a... But he'll be back next... Yes, he'll be back next week with Tales from the Sunset Strip here in Theolisa's Garage. Thanks for joining us. Good night. Shoo!